Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Three, two, one. Here we go. Here we go. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. We stream it live on YouTube. We on Facebook. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Welcome back. Coming up today, we're getting closer. We're getting closer to that week one kickoff. So we're going to pick up the preview looking at the Cowboys defense. I'm sorry, the Cowboys offense versus the Giants defense. That madman, Wink Martindale, the cat and mouse game. He'll be playing with Dak. He'll be playing with that offensive line. And he'll be playing with Mike McCarthy. Before that, though, in the roundup, we're going to talk about the latest on Tyler Smith. We got the Cowboys moving around some money. And then Jerry Wayne Jones talking about Dak's contract. It's all about the money. <laughs> hey, Jerry's a he's a wild man. But you know, normally I don't I I don't listen to a lot of what he has to say. But he jumped on the radio and talked about a lot of different things. And uh, we'll just touch on that very briefly prior to getting into the meat and potatoes, because that's just the appetizer. The meat and potatoes is us taking a look, jumping into the film room and looking at this Wink Martindale Giants defense against this Cowboys offense for Sunday night's matchup. But what's good, Bomb Squad? Bomb Squad! How is everyone feeling? We are mere, what, three days away? Three days away from opening night, Week one, Cowboys, Giants. I am looking for this team to get off on the right foot. Week one is weird, man. I, I'm, I feel extremely confident. I feel like this team is better than that team across the board, right? So I, I, I feel extremely confident. But week one is just a weird week. And you got to make sure that you you get through the the muddy part of the beginning of the game. And then you let you you just take over. You let your talent and your coaching take over because you are better than that team. But we're going to focus on some of the things that the Giants, the challenges that they can present to this Cowboys offense. All right. And we'll get into all that. If you want to call into the show, of course, you can. 351-999-3787. Um, pardon my tardiness today. Uh, I got caught up in, in in production things of the show. And next thing you know, oh, it's 845. <laughs> and I didn't realize that. So my apologies, Cowboys Nation. I got y'all, though. Uh, we're going to have a fantastic show tonight, uh, today and uh, to make it up for you, all right? With that said, let's go ahead, get into this roundup, and uh, get to the meat potatoes right after it. It's time! 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 It's time for... It's time for the morning roundup. 
Round them up, boys. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you, Cowboys Nation. Appreciate you, Lee. Also, thank you for all the, the love yesterday, but appreciate that, bro. Um, big weekend, big weekend for you, boy. So, yesterday it came down a wire that Neville Gallimore, well, the Cowboys, I should say, the Cowboys restructured, redid, whatever you want to call it, Neville Gallimore's contract. This is from Todd Archer. His salary went from $2.7 million to $1.5 million, and he can earn back to $750K. He said since Gallimore played at least 35% of the snaps in two of his three years, he had an earn, he earned a proven performance escalator in 2023. I, I bet they probably went to him and said, look, we're we, we going to need some of that back based off of uh, the play from last year and the injury the year before. But nonetheless, Neville Gallimore stuck around. He played good enough, well enough. He fought hard enough to stick around on the roster where, where I thought that, you know, his seat was hot. And it 100% was, in my opinion. But he beat out uh, Big Bo. And here we are. Neville Gallimore is your backup three tech right now uh, with, I believe, Chauncey Golston as the third team. But all these guys are going to move in and out of the lineup. You know, Dan Quinn is a defensive coordinator that doesn't believe in playing any of these dudes 90% of the time. They'll likely play tops. And I'm talking about the starters, that is. The starters will probably play 70% tops. These backups are going to get roughly 20 to 25 snaps mixed in, depending on the game. It may be games where Neville Gallimore doesn't see a lot of action, depending on the team that you're playing. So, unless he balls out. Unless he balls out. Speaking of contracts, so Jerry went on went on the radio. Before I get into the Dak thing, <laughs> I don't have a button. But Jerry Jones basically came out and said, I don't got to ask y'all for it <laughs> when it comes to trades. I got to laugh because Jerry basically said, I'm the owner, I'm the president, I'm the general manager. Who I got to ask? Because it don't matter what I do. Work all day, get 30 bags together for you ungrateful sons of And all I can hear is criticize, criticize, criticize. From now on, don't ask me your mind for nothing. Jay said, I don't give a damn. Y'all going to criticize me anyway. I saw something I wanted. I didn't want to wait. I don't got to ask nobody. So I did it. <sighs> oh, Jerry. I mean, not that we're surprised, right? Like, we're not surprised that Jerry did it that, that way. You know, he said, I knew how they felt. I didn't need to confirm. He said, whenever these type of things come up, I don't need to have a damn meeting. Oh, man. This is where you can come in here. This is where you can come in here, Toxic Tom, and say, in spite of, right? But I feel good about, about the in spite part. I do think that we can overcome this. This year, I just need Jerry to chill ahead out. That's all. Just chill. You you got your one little, you know, your tweak. You was twitching to do some some Jerry type of move. You got your Jerry move. Just chill. It was a, it wasn't a terrible move, by the way. But just, but just chill now. Let let your players, let your coaches do their thing, and let's roll. Let Will McClay do his thing, and let's roll. But they asked him about the Dak Prescott extension or or what have you, and he says something along the lines of he expects Dak to be here. For a long, long time. 
And they had asked him, is the door still open for a deal between now and next offseason? And his response was, quote, absolutely. Absolutely. At any time, it may be a better time for them to get to a point where they can make a decision. We all know I do have times when I get up and feel like locking something down, maybe a loose end. And if I get a chance, I'm going to do it. That should sound flexible because it is. This is a bit of a different tune from from both sides, I think, from the first time this went down. The first time these contract negotiations were going down, I believe it was uh, 2019. And I think it was Todd France and his guys, if I'm not mistaken, it was, hey, look, once this season kicks off, just know that door finna be closed. Unless you come come crazy, that door finna be closed. And what happened? Oh, that came out fired. He came out going berserk to open that season. And Todd France said, you know what? Holla at me after the season. Holla at me after the season. And this is something we talked about a few weeks ago where, look, now, you, you can play the game, and that's fine. You can play this game of, well, we'll just wait. But just know, if he goes berserk during the season and in the postseason, you're going to have to come out your pockets way more than you are if you were to extend him now. It just is. I believe that $60 million is going to be on the books sometime when the, the official start of the season starts next year. So you can still extend him some point in the offseason and play with the money. But just know, just know, if he can, if he continues to do what has been happening the last few years, right? We've been taking one step at a time. Bounce back from the 2020 season, get to the playoffs at 12 and 5. Next year, win a playoff game, get to the division round. Next year, this year, I mean, what if you win more than one playoff game? You win two, you get to the bowl, you win the bowl. That bag is going to be stupid. And now you got Joe Burrow. Sounds like he's about to get a contract. Okay. Okay. And you surrounded the. See, a lot of people keep talking about, oh, well, he got all the. Yeah. He got all these weapons. Yeah, he got a coach that can call plays better. Yeah, that is setting up for him to go crazy. We're forgetting just two years ago. Two years ago, Cowboys Nation. Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Sam Wilson, and those boys. Nice low offense. 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. You're better. <laughs> You're better right now. So I'm just saying... Jerry, see it. Jerry, hey, hey, doors open. Come on through. But it takes two to tango. So I'm not going to act like Todd France and his folks are probably on his side saying, I think big year's coming. We can get more money. But I'll leave it at that. Here's the bad news that came out of yesterday's wire. So the MRI did reveal that Tyler Smith has a hamstring strain. I got to talk to y'all, man. I, I'm, I'm a little torn on this one. I'm a little torn on this. So, so this is the specific wording down. MRI confirms hamstring strain for Tyler Smith, but Jerry went on the radio that same interview and said he thinks Tyler will be a go. But should he? Should he bomb squat? Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. Before we get into uh, Cowboys offense versus this defense, 
I, I just I just want to talk about this Tyler Smith thing. Kind of it's kind of ironic <laughs> that all offseason we were talking about man, not if, but when. Tyron Smith goes down. Do you kick Tyler Smith out? What do you do with Awesome Richards, TJ Bass, all these things? And what happens leading up to week one? Tyler Smith may or may not be available. We'll see. There, there's a couple more days, so you got the game time. We'll see. If he's not available, this will be the second consecutive season the Cowboys will have started a rookie offensive lineman, I believe. I don't think it's going to be Chuma. I believe it'll be Awesome Richards, uh, the possibility of TJ Bass. Do I like that? No. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I don't. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it in a second here. Is that enough to derail my confidence? Not necessarily. Now, I'm not going to sit here and poop on Connor McGovern. But the Cowboys rolled out a rookie left tackle last year against them twice. Connor McGovern and Matt Forniak. People forget this. People forget this. First matchup. The very first matchup in this Giants game, you had Tyler Smith in his third game ever at left tackle, for the Cowboys at least, and Matt Forniak at left guard. And you won that game. Was it a comfortable victory? Not really, but guess who was at the quarterback position? Cooper Rush. So you mean to tell me I come out here week one if, if there is no Tyler Smith and I get Tyron and one of those rooks and Dak with Lamb, Cooks, year, you know, two removed from ACL, Michael Gallup, Tobert, and these boys and the explosives. My big dish. <laughs> you had to be there yesterday. Classic show on the Vice Boy Live Show. Shout out to my brother. I've, I've, I'm, I'm okay. I don't like it, but I'm okay. So I want to talk to y'all about this. Your confidence meter, I'm pretty sure it's pretty damn high if your name ain't Mel. I had to do it to you, Mel. Confidence meter is pretty high. What is your confidence meter with Tyler Smith out? My confidence meter is sky high for this guy. I'm talking about like a nine. You know, like a nine. What is your confidence meter with Tyler Smith if he is out of the lineup? Where you'll have Awesome Richards in there, Right? Ah, princess, don't 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 sweat don't sweat the kicker stuff. You beat these boys twice by more than three points last year, and you're better. You're better than they. You're you've gotten better on offense, and they've gotten better on defense. I believe that. I believe that. But but you're right, kicker is a thing. So if if my confidence meter was at a nine, I'll say they knocked it down to maybe a maybe a seven and a half, eight. I don't think it it, it hit me too hard here. Not at all. And, and what, what made me feel better about it was thinking about what we went out there with in week three and what we went out there with in week 12. Connor McGovern at left guard, Matt Forniak at left guard. No disrespect to Connor McGovern. He held it down well enough. Forniak was terrible. And then Tyler Smith at left tackle. So I'm going to get a veteran 
Tyron Smith, first game, should be in the best shape of his life. Tyron Smith ain't going to be easy. Kayvon Thibodeau is not a slouch, and we'll get to this here in a second. But I get him to deal with all this craziness that Wink Martindale is going to throw at you, by the way. He's going to throw so much at you. But I, I get him instead of a, a rookie. And, and that second matchup, boy, Kayvon Thibodeau and them won at Tyler Smith. And then I get Awesome Richards, likely, next to Tyron. That's where maybe they'll try to pick on pick on a rookie when it comes to uh, the stunts and the games up front uh, that Wink Martindale is going to play. But to me, knock it down maybe a point, point and a half. I'm at, I'm at a seven and a half, eight from a nine. Where are we at here? Let me scroll back up. My confidence meter was pretty damn high to start with. So, uh, My guy, hey, Big A, what's good, Big A? Got a chance to meet him down at the star a few weeks back. He says eight or nine. Sin City says uh, seven or eight. CT Maddenhead says nine and a half. Uh, Marcus Rose, seven to eight, seven to eight. We're still pretty confident here, Cowboys Nation. Tino says it's still high. You got a couple good players. Uh, awesome is a beast. I'm a fan of Awesome Richards on the at tackle, right? But I'm not going to be shaking in my knees with him at guard. Now <laughs> he's gonna have he had a he's gonna have a tough matchup. Tough match. If again, this is all if we're, we're we're just thinking ahead of time. And the reason why I want to say if y'all is because now the second question. Week one, it's a marathon. You're hoping to play 20 or 21 games. Week one, do you play Tyler Smith? We don't have all the information. We don't have all the answers, Sway. And what I mean by that is this is a hamstring strain. We were not told how severe. We were not told what grade level. We, were, we weren't even told how long he'll be out. But I do know Hammy's can linger so just off the information we have should tyler smith play i might have talked myself into no i hate saying that and this is this sucks because you know i saw marcus Mosier he posted he posted this this uh tweet yesterday on x he said will we ever see tyron smith Tyler Smith, Tyler Bigadish, Zach Martin, and Terrence Steele together. Will we ever see it? We we thought we were about to get something similar to that last year. Then boom, Terrence Steele goes down. Right? We thought we were about to get it open in weekend and boom, possibly Tyrant Smith is out of there. We don't know when Tyron. Is going to wake up and say, ouch. We don't know when that's going to happen. But how ironic would it be if it's Tyler that's dealing with a bunch of nagging injuries, not Tyron. So I just wanted to have this conversation with y'all, man. I, 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 a lot was on my mind about this. I'm not sure that he should play. I'm a, Look, I have no, I don't have the informa all the information, but I wanted to see where you guys were at uh, with this. So no, no. A said, if it's grade one, he should be fine to play. Yeah, he should be, right? That's a good point, Professor O. It is a divisional game. This is a divisional game, but it is. Man, it's 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 a line, man, because I want to win this game. Like you said, it's a divisional game. But I feel like we can win the game without him. So do I risk? What's the risk reward? Do I risk him hurting it again for this marathon? Or do I say, 
let's get you to where you're not thinking about this injury. You're fine. Not, hey, coach, I'm 85%, 95%. No, you 100%. And then throw you out for this marathon of a season that we we intend on having. It, it's, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough. But I'm going to tell you, once we get into this defense, I'm going to tell you why I think you can beat them. You can beat them without them. Uh, before that, I'm having trouble opening up Facebook for whatever reason, y'all. Give me, give me, give me a few here. This is second day in a row. Before that, let's hit the phone lines while I work on this and see what you guys are talking about. And then we'll jump into this breakdown. We got 850 on the horn. What's good? How you doing, uh, uh, Scott Walker Seals? This is Dallas Sports, 1977, here in Tallahassee, Florida, home of Florida, A&M, and Seminoles. What's happened in um, 1977? God bless you, brother. Son, it's amazing. Um, it's a miracle that the Lord has blessed me to be alive. I, I've been the reason why nobody haven't seen me on my channel lately for four months. I got sick back in February, where I got sick of my tour bus job, Ugh. and I ended up in the hospital and everything. And then, then in, in Fourth of July, I was in the hospital where they put. Uh, uh, like so, something with my heart. I had an operation on my heart and heart problems. And then uh, my mother, my uncle passed away. And then my my mother's real. He was in his nineties. I'm and sorry. She's, in a, she's 84. And I've been dealing with her, and she's sick and everything, and she don't know who I am. So I haven't I, I haven't done it on my channel. But right now I'm working on a painting, and I'm doing a painting of our America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, because I'm an artist too. And I'm working on a painting, but. And, and another thing that I just want to say, I was calling to see, I didn't even know that the lineman was injured and everything. I, the reason why I haven't get a, a video because I was kind of skeptical about how, how things went last year with the interceptions and everybody blaming Dak for everything. And, 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 and it's not all Dak's fault. Sure. A lot of that goes on coaching. A lot of that goes on that Kellen Moore calling option routes. Um, it's good to hear from your brother. I look at your channel all the time and everything, my Thanks, friend. Sir. Law Nation, Big Game James, Skywalker, uh, you, uh, West Coast Cowboy, Mark Holmes, uh, uh, Landlord, and all y'all. Uh, I guess I'm not trying to be as famous as y'all and everything, but I'm a real old. I'm, a old, I'm older than Mark Holmes. I'm, 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 but God bless you, son. Y'all doing a great Thank job. Thank you I'm so a, much. I'm a old. I'm an old man and everything. I'm, a, I'm from. I'm from the uh, time when Dallas was a dynasty in the seventies. And I and I've been liking him since 1966. Um, when I my baby son want me to give him up, he live in Arizona, and he said, "Why don't you change?" I said, "Son, I don't know what they teach you at these schools, but you must be smoking marijuana." <laughs> I'm never gonna give. I'm never gonna give up my Dallas Cowboys. Ever, never. Ever. I'm, gonna, I'm I'm going when I go meet the Lord. Uh, when I see the Lord, I'm gonna let you know that he, I'm, he's gonna ask me how I was back on Earth. I'm gonna tell you, there ain't nothing like when we was here on this wonderful Earth. When you we this team was formed by the great Tom Landry, uh, Tex Schramm, and Gail and Gail uh, Brandt, and this team is 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 the greatest team ever. When I went to that Jacksonville game and I saw those great fans, you, I was in hog heaven. It was wonderful. I was so at joy. That's, it ain't nothing like being beautiful. a Dallas. I'm letting you know, Scott. It ain't nothing like being a Dallas Cowboys fan. I'm hope I'm hoping that we do something great this year. We will. I didn't want to take over the all. Oh, oh, Son, I didn't want to take it over. But I want to. I just want to share it with you that I love y'all. Y'all wonderful people. The great work, son. Thank you so amazing. much, son. All of y'all. Thank you so much. What's your name, good sir? I want to keep calling you 1977. My real name is Michelangelo Patterson. Michelangelo, my guy. Thank you so much, man. And I'm glad that I, I can be a, a positive part of your 
your day in, in the midst of a lot of these struggles right now. But prayers up or are, are in the chat right now, bro. And, 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 well, we pre I appreciate your service. My father was a veteran. I got a lot of friends are as well. Um, so, so thank you, man. And, and humbling words. And, and we're definitely thinking about you and praying for you, man. Appreciate you. God bless you, son. Salute. Bye bye. Michelangelo, aka 1977, here on the channel. Man, um, B Bird dropped a super chat, and I usually wait, but I want to get to it because I'm with you. Super chat. 100% here, B Bird. B Bird said, if we can't win without Tyler, then we're not the team we think we are. 100%. One hundred percent, and 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 I feel confident in that. Even if he's not in this game, which is why, if he's not fully healthy, I think you should sit him. Now it's going to be a challenge. Let's get into this breakdown real quick. Not saying this thing is going to be easy, okay? If you notice my key players for this Giants defense, it's the entire front. It's the entire front. Kayvon Thibodeau, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, uh, Aziz Ojalari, because these guys are going to these guys are going to be the keys on the field. The biggest key is off the field, and it's that gentleman you see to the left, and that is Wink Martindale, the madman. I called him yesterday on uh Vacha's show, Rob Ryan on crack. And brother L, you're absolutely correct. I should have said Rob Ryan on steroids, but I just feel like he got a combination of both in the system. You know why? Because you know damn well crack not good for you. But they keep on coming back. <laughs> Wink Wink is a madman. So depending where you look, he's first, by the way. He's first in blitz rate at 39.7% on, on, on certain um, data sheets. On other data sheets, he's upwards of 45% in his blitz rate. This guy is going to blitz, blitz, Blitz. I don't think he's going to change his stripes at all. And if he ain't blitzing, he's dropping back in some form of cover three. That's just what Wink does. But he does it in disguising it, and we'll get to that once we get to the film breakdown. But where that can bite you, man, and, and, and where I'm a little bit surprised when you take a look at this because of a guy like Dexter Lawrence, the 31st, 31st, I'm sorry, in rush yards per carry, 5.2. So the Cowboys, usually when they play the Giants, they do fantastic on the ground. Fantastic. Zeke just used to kill them every damn time. If you guys remember the game against the first game against the Giants, I believe Zeke in both games, really, Zeke and TP just absolutely whooped on these dudes. But, but, Wink Martindale might be the mastermind behind it all, but it all starts with that guy, second to the left, Dexter freaking Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence came into his own last year and was an absolute menace. I saw a stat the other day. I mean, this this is kind of mind-blowing when you think about it. A stat where Dexter Lawrence absolutely laps all the interior nose tackles. So, interior defensive tackles who line up at the 0 or 1 tech, a.k.a. the nose tackle, right? 0 or 1 tech. These are the, the pressures that these guys accumulated. Guys like Vita Vea, 8 pressures. Javon Hargrave, he had 12 pressures. Derek Brown, 13 pressures, right? Respectable numbers when you line up at the zero or one. This mother right here, this right here, 
had 43 pressures. 43 pressures from the zero or one. That is absurd. Guys, the second highest was 13. He was a menace. He is a menace. And he's a guy that you absolutely have to watch out for in this game. Now, him and Tyler Bigadish, they had some battles. Um, Dexter, Dexter won some battles. Tyler won some battles. They fought, and Tyler didn't die all the time. So, honestly, no matter who he's dealing with, unless it's, as our guy Vach would say, Kratos, it's going to be an issue. It's going to be an issue because he's just like that. So Dexter Lawrence has a, he has the chance to essentially ruin the interior of your offensive line if you let him. Now you also got to worry about Leonard Williams, but honestly, I feel a little bit more confident. Leonard Williams, it doesn't seem to be the same Leonard Williams uh, as he was when he was at the height of his game with the Jets and then the first year with the Giants. So, you know, still a respectable player. Uh, Aziz Ojolari was in and out of lineup last year, but uh, one of those speed rushers you got to deal with. And then Kayvon Thibodeau was coming into his own um, last season as a rook. And he's a guy that I do think will give Tyron Smith some fits, but it's still Tyron at the end of the day. I think Tyron is good for about 90% of the game. Tyron is going to give you some high-level play if he's healthy. Uh, but I do think Kayvon Thibodeau will he'll win some. You just don't want him to win, and he's forcing a fumble or something like that. But, boy, last year against Tyler Smith, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty at all. So first and blitz rate for Wink, and that's fine because Dak tears up the blitz, right? But what else does the New York Giants defense do well? So you're essentially going to be meeting strength against strength here. Third down in red zone, the Cowboys and the Giants were equally as good last year. The Cowboys were fifth on offense in third down rate, which I don't think you guys understand how unreal that is, by the way. The first week up until the fifth week, and that was the first game for Dak Prescott in the five games, six week, I'm sorry, five games with Cooper Rush. The Cowboys were abysmal on third down. Bottom five, bottom 14. Then Dak returns and it skyrockets all the way up to fifth is just unreal, unreal. Nonetheless, the Giants were fifth on third down in 2022 and then in the red zone dallas was first once again those first six weeks the cowboys were a bottom five team and shot all the way up to first when dak prescott returned just just craziness and the new york giants were fifth in 2022 and when it comes to the red zone Again, I attribute a lot of this, a whole lot of this to Mike McCarthy, y'all. I'm sorry. I just do. If you go look at his red zone success rate as a head coach slash play caller, or mostly a play caller, but even as a head coach, his track record speaks for itself. He finishes in the top 10 a ton of times. And you might say, well, Sky, Kellen Moore, right? Sure. But I think Mike McCarthy had a lot to do with the red zone since Kellen Moore arrived. Think about it. In 2019, Kellen Moore's first year calling plays for the Cowboys, they were 31st, dead last in red zone scoring. Mike McCarthy arrives, it increases each year, 27th, 6th, and then 1st in 2022. A lot of people might be worried that Kellen Moore is gone and, and, and we might suffer in the red zone. Not me. Not me. Uh, we saw a glimpse of it in preseason, but it's preseason, so I'm not going to touch on it too much. I'm going to actually touch on 
where Mike McCarthy was calling plays. And when he was calling plays, he had years he finished ninth, fifth, seventh, third, fifth, first, ninth, and fourth. So I believe wholeheartedly that Mike McCarthy, if he gets down in the red zone, he'll be fine. I'm going to hit a quick reset, jump back into the phone lines, and then we're going to jump into this film room. And I'm going to show you where Wink gets crazy and where the Cowboys can come back. So uh, let's hit the phone lines one more time and talk to our guy, Deshaun. What's good, Deshaun? Hey, what up, bro? Um, Me, personally, I feel like... I feel like the thing with the Giants is you have to watch out for their list. Their list is decided. They can come from anywhere and everywhere. And be real with you, be honest with you, compare like last year we don't have we didn't have a Brandon Cook. Now this year we mm-hmm. do. So they really have to really watch out. <laughs> they really have to watch out because I'm telling you, if if it doesn't if the pressure doesn't get there, you're leaving this young secondary toe to toe with a Brandon Cook. In a hey. CD lamb, but let me tell you, Wink, don't give a damn. <laughs> he don't <laughs> care. This guy is absolute. He's he's a madman. He's he's nuts. So I don't think he's going to change, man. Like like, look, I'll be shocked if he does. And if, and if he and if he if he plays passively, then we just going Dak gets the line of scrimmage. Hey, kill, kill, kill. We just going to run it straight down. Just going to run it on. Him. If they do not change, Scott, be prepared to. We'll do a blowout because at the end of the day, it's going to come down to can you stop us? And if you're trying to run blitzes, people don't understand. Zach, Zach is the best, one of the best quarterbacks against blitzes. Sure he is. He's, he's one of the best. And for you to say, okay, you know what? Because most teams, what they'll do, they'll rather run a zone because a zone, it may Zach like, hesitate or think about it yeah. a little bit quicker compared to a blitz where it's one on one. Like you having, you're, you're having guys. Trying to defend the whole field in a one-on-one well, situation is one of the worst things that can happen. Yeah, yeah, and he he even shredded the Eagles' zone defense. You know, in what week sixteen would have you. You've got to get a, a, a crazy amount of pressure up front, and and then combat that with bad concepts behind it. In my opinion, that that's just how it is. And, and I actually want to get into that here in a second, though. So uh, appreciate the call, Deshaun. Let me jump into this lab, brother. Thanks. Our guy Deshaun ain't heard from him in a minute. All right, Cowboys Nation, let's go ahead and jump into this film room and talk about how absolutely nuts this guy, Wink Martindale, is. But in all honesty, though, with with, with jokes aside, we're going to break down what he does um, with his defense and how the Cowboys can bat it. And we're going to look at the film against the Cowboys from last year. But this is from the preseason, by the way. You don't see this type of stuff in preseason, but Wink don't give a damn. <laughs> don't give a damn. This is Wink Martindale showing what could potentially look like a cover zero here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You think all these guys are coming and are going to match up here. But at the snap, he's going to send three under, three deep in a way that Wink would do it, man. One, two, three here deep and one, two, three under. And it works. It, It gets the quarterback off his spot. Now they complete the pass. But these are the type of things that we Wink likes to do he wants to confuse your protection he wants to confuse your quarterback and he'll drop back in these kind of three deep type of looks and if you go back and look at the game the Cowboys played against 
Now let me make sure. I, I thought I had a different video here. Let me let me see here. Boom, boom, boom. Yes, I do. All right, before we go back to that, I do want to bring up this video here where Cooks was playing against the New York Giants. There we go. I had to bring that in there, Cowboys Nation. Y'all got to see this. So this was from, I guess, the Houston Texans game. And this is Brandon Cooks down here. Now they get to this look a little differently. And Brandon Cooks pretty much eats it up. In fact, I believe I do have this play later on in this uh, film breakdown. And we'll get to that. So this was last year, Cowboys versus Giants in that second matchup. And the reason why I use this second matchup is because of Dak Prescott playing in this matchup. There was no point in using the Cooper Rush film. Single high here. And if you look at my Twitter, they ran a ton of single high against the Cowboys last year, not really respecting Noah Brown and, and Michael Gallup. And I get it. And 55 is going to play the robber, taking away this underneath stuff that we love to do with C.D. Lamb in the slot. And you're going to get a nice blitz pickup by Tony Pollard. But I just wanted to illustrate it from this angle because you can see the robber right here taking away this crosser. And then you'll have these guys running comebacks, of course. And we'll get a completion here for a first down. So, you know, good catch. But when we look at it from this angle, the offensive line angle, you'll see some of the pressure that Wink Martindale wants to put on you. Now, this guy didn't do a great job of selling it. I think Dak can obviously see that he's going to come on a blitz here. He's looking like I'm going to guard this guy, but he's going to blitz. And Wink sends 55 on the fake to dedicate this blocker. And if you look at how Leonard Williams attacks this, he's not really worried about getting upfield. He's trying to crash inside to dedicate this blocker because if he can get this blocker on him, I got one-on-one -on -one here. We got these two guys here, and he's supposed to get this, but he fakes it. So now he's kind of in la-la land, and you'll get a free rusher from Wink Martindale's defense. And that's what happens, but good blitz pickup. If you watch Tony Pollard, boom, hits it, sets it, get a completion. But this, these are the type of things he does. But I want you to take a look at if this is Brandon Cooks now. <laughs> Mind you. They don't care about a Noah Brown. They don't care about a Michael Gallup. But if this is Brandon Cooks, you've got to respect this speed. If this is Brandon Cooks, you got to think about it this way. This safety is basically freelancing. I'm not worried about Noah Brown. I'm not really worried about Michael, or Michael Gallup beating me deep. I venture to guess if Brandon Cooks is running some type of go route, this safety has to play it a little bit. And then what you can do, instead of C.D. Lamb doing this, uh, crosser here send cd lamb to attack the middle of this field and you've got at this point it'd be schultz in this game but for the cowboys right now to be jake ferguson you bring jake ferguson to sit in front of dak prescott and send him up the seams here and these are just some ideas that you can attack this cover one with when you got a guy like brandon cook speed who's going to threaten the defense but there was no way that wink was scared at least from the film in this game of michael gallup and Noah Brown. And this is the play I was talking about with Brandon Cooks. We'll break it down a little bit more here. He's down here at the bottom of the screen in the slot. They do an excellent job. And uh, Eastside, you in the building. I, Pep Hamilton, is that who it was? The offense coordinator? He's going to clear this out here. You're going to see the nuance of his route running. And he's going to bang that right behind this uh, zone defense. It's basically a cover three. And they're going to have a guy come across this route. Now, when we talk about... I want to play this play real quick. 
and then I want you to run this back in your head. When we talk about attacking all levels of the defense, this is exactly what Houston did. And when you attack all levels, you make all these guys have to commit. So now he's committing, he's committing, he's here. You got the safety back here committing, and you got all this space. Just run the space. All you need is your speed guy to run the space here for an easy completion for Brandon Cooks. So these are the type of things that Brandon Cooks can give you on your offense. Let's get back to Wink Martindale versus the Cowboys. Now we'll get this cover zero look. And I got 86 hot, middle of the field empty. Y'all know how I feel about this. If we start to play, you're going to see, here it is, creeping up into this blitz look. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys are going to come, which means you need a hot route, right? Hot routes usually, in my opinion, from what I've studied and been told, you usually send that hot route where the blitz is coming. Instead, if you look at Dalton Schultz at the top of the screen, he's kind of fading away from Dak Prescott. You want to be fading inside so he can see you. I want to venture to guess what happens on this other side here, Cowboys. Streak. 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 This is against a cover zero. Now, normally you can run these nines, right? And you just throw it up. However, you don't, you don't really have a lot of speedsters out there to threaten that, right? So I would like to see something in the middle of this goddamn field. Why? Why? Now, I think what you'll see with Mike McCarthy and Brian Scheinheimer, and Shadi talked about this, we want to attack every inch of the field. This is not attacking every inch of the field. This is not helping your quarterback out. This is not helping your offense move the chains. There's just absolutely no reason for you to run three verts. And if you let the play run a little bit longer here, what is this? How is this, how is this supposed to help me out here? Dak Prescott gets the pressure. He's already, his ass is already on the ground, throws it just out of reach for CeeDee Lamb. But these are the type of things I think will be different in this matchup. I think you'll always see an outlet here for Dak Prescott in his face, whether it be a crosser or whether it be a swing pass. As Dak would say, if the play is designed to hit it deep, the check down will be deep to check down. Now, later in that game, in fact, I think the very next possession, we come out in this same look. If we go back, remember, we came out in this two by three. One, two, with three guys on this side. We're going to show cover zero again. Two by three. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven at the line of scrimmage. But this time, Wink Martindale says, nah, nah. We're not going to blitz. We're going to drop back. We're going to send these two guys to basically take away anything that comes across. And we are going to dictate pressure and confuse you up front. Pressure gets to Dak Prescott, but he reads it well enough and gets it out for an easy completion. But imagine if this thing got picked up. You've got C.D. Lamb coming behind, or Noah Brown always get those guys mixed up when the film is like this behind it. Let's take a look at it from a protection standpoint. This is just some fascinating stuff here. Obviously, seven guys are here, but you want to start in the middle and work left to right. Where are the numbers? That's where your protection probably should slide, and the numbers are to the left. So if your protection is going to slide that way, then you got here, you got here, and you got here, and here. It's picked up, and Dak Prescott will essentially be responsible for this guy if they were to slide that protection that way if they were to slide the other way vice versa but they don't slide it anywhere and wink martindale 
tricks the offensive line. Watch Tyler Smith here. We don't blitz, but because we don't blitz, we still are dedicating our guys here, right? We're still dedicating our guys here. And Tyler Smith, you're always taught, and this was actually a good block by Connor McGovern. You're always taught to take the nearest defender up the middle. That's what Connor McGovern does. Tyler should be coming here. Therefore, Dak would have this guy. Doesn't happen. The pressure comes directly in Dak's face. Fortunately, he gets the ball out. But And you see Tyler Smith basically holding right here for their life. But these are the type of things that Wink Martindale can do to your coverage. There was, there was no blitz. It looks like seven guys, they send four. And they get a free rusher right up the middle. He does this all year round. And he doesn't give a damn who was on the back end. This play pissed me off. I just wanted to put it in here. This play pissed me off. I wanted y'all to look at the scoreboard here, okay? Second and 11. You're down 10 to 7. Second quarter, you have a shot right now. Ball in a 31, right? You have a shot to pick up some points. Even if you're behind the sticks, you have a shot to pick up some points. So what do we come out here and do? Oh, Kellen Moore comes out with some razzle-dazzle, oopsie-daisy annexation of Puerto Rico on second and 11 at the end of the half with a chance to put points on the board instead of hey maybe a dump off here maybe a quick hit here maybe a quick out maybe a run set up third and manageable we run some damn double dog dare reverse and we lose five yards setting up third and I think 17 and then Dak throws an interception, trying to get it to CD land, where once again, the middle of the field was wide open. Nobody was in the middle. And we lose a chance to get points. These type of things just piss me off. They piss me off. And this is exactly what, what Mike McCarthy is talking about, where we got to be smarter here. You're not helping your offense at all. Now we're backed up third and 17, having to make a play on the borderline of field goal range. Yes, I get that, you know, Brett Maher got the leg and he probably could hit it 10 yards even further. But we're not playing for a field goal. We're trying to pick up the first down. Neither here nor there. Now, second and seven. Once again, we're going to go a, a weird concept here. Play action, max protection. And usually, if you guys remember Tape Tuesdays last year, a ton of times, I would always say, why the hell are we sending out two guys into a sea of five or six? And that's what happens here on this max protect. Now, what do y'all think? The route combination is here. Like, look, if you're going to run max, which Tyler Smith gets just obliterated here. If you're going to run max protection, at least have one deep route. Or maybe you have somebody coming in effect in the middle of the field. We ran play action max and two hooks. We're not threatening the deep. We're not sending anybody back. We're not threatening across the middle. Remember that play I showed you with Cooks where you had all three levels attacked? We're not doing that here. I better not see nothing like this on Sunday. Better not see it. But check out this this blitz pickup by uh, Tony Pollard after the play action. After Tyler Smith gets rocked here. Gets a nice blitz pickup. Incomplete pass because there's just absolutely nothing there. Now how... How can we beat these things, right? We talked about this um, a little bit earlier, actually a few seconds ago. Let me pull this up here. Here we go. You get some horizontal movement coming across, and you get deep behind it. 
that's how you affect every level of this defense and you make these guys commit. And this is what I mean by getting horizontal. You got somebody at least running horizontal. That could have went here. But in the Air Coriel offense, the design is to look deep and hell of a damn read here by Dak and throw, obviously. But once this uh, safety commits and turns his hips, this is an open pass in the NFL. He's following Dalton Schultz. He's not going to get around in time. And Dak puts it right on the numbers for C.D. Lamb for first and 10 or first and goal at the six or five yard line. So that's how you can you can easily affect this defense. And if you look at the heat map for the effectiveness against Wink Martindale's defense, a lot of where teams are successful is the middle of the field. And, and, and I definitely think the Cowboys will be attacking the middle of that field, Cowboys Nation. So that's Wink Martindale in the lab. Apologies for the kind of confusion going on with the film, but you get the point. You get the point with what you're going to get from Wink. He is going to try to dictate what your protection is up front, which is going to confuse the offensive line. And then on the back end, he's going to try to confuse your quarterback by playing Houdini, really. We, we, we talked about leverage and deception with Kafka and Mike Dayball. There's, there's a level of deception that Wink Martindale is going to play. Now, it's different. We pretty much know Wink is going to be blitz guy. We know Wink is, if he's not if he's not blitzing and he shows it, he's going to try to trick you on the back end. There's a problem with it. The problem with it is you don't really have the talent on the back end if you don't get home. And they get home pretty decently. They were six in the NFL in pressure percentage. And, and I, I dictate, dictate that to uh, Wink and Dexter Lawrence from the interior. So when you say, well... I'm not saying you guys are saying this, but if you have your concerns about Tyler Smith being out, I say that's fair. But with Matt Forniak at left guard, the Cowboys were able to rush for like 160 yards against them. With Connor McGovern and Tyler Smith getting absolutely whooped in this game against the um, Giants in week 12, the Cowboys had a chance to be up 31 to 13 with a minute and five seconds left. And if we're being honest, it could have been more. The two turnovers in this game happen in in situations where you had opportunity to get points. So I think the Cowboys have improved offensively. They have improved schematically, whereas the Giants, yes, they have. This is Dexter Lawrence in another year. This is Kayvon Thibodeau again in another year. This is uh, Aziz Ojolari. These guys are get better year over, right? But I don't think they got better enough on, on defense to strike that much fear in the Cowboys offense. I don't. And I tweeted this out. I'll see if I can find a tweet. I tweeted this out yesterday. If you go and look at what Dak Prescott did in this game, and we only showed a handful of plays. I mean, Dak Prescott was, he completed 70% of his passes. He was nails in this game. 70% of his passes and had a QBR of 72 with two touchdowns in this game. Easily could have been three. But two touchdowns in this game. And again, they had a chance to be up 31-13, but miss, miss field goal at the end. Giants get the ball. They go down to score. And it looks like, oh, my God, one possession game, 28-20. It was close. It wasn't. It was close in the first half, and then it was not close in the second half. The, the, Giant, the Cowboys ran away from the Giants, and it was a 15-point game until eight seconds left in the game. So I'm still very, very confident 
in this offense doing what they need to do and what they really want to do against this Giants defense. Again, the statistic that I am most surprised about is that with a guy like Dexter Lawrence, they are 31st in rush yards per carry. Guys, Tony Pollard's the lead, black, lead back now. Deuce Vaughn's going to get some touches. They had a very high missed tackle rate last year. So Madman Wink, do your best. And I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. All right, let's talk to Marcus. What's good, Marcus? <laughs> good morning, Scott. Good morning. How are you, sir? Man, I'm good. It, it, it was fun getting into the film room looking at Wink because this guy's a nut. But uh, I, I feel good about the matchup. <laughs> Hey man, hey look, hey you doing your thing, man. Hey, that that's impressive there how you breaking that down. Uh, again, Wink Martindale, he's a, he, he he looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. Sometimes he looks like he just throws up against the wall and see what sticks. But uh, yeah, yeah, he know what he's doing. Uh, as as it relates to the Cowboys specifically here in Dak Prescott, as much as Wink likes to blitz, he's not coming after Dak like that. He's gonna remember who it is he's playing against. Uh, and he knows better than most of us here as fans know. He's not going to confuse that. We don't get. We're not going to. We haven't had the ability to appreciate that from the head up as 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 a fan base. I don't think because there's been so much schizophrenia and sloppiness around the offense. You know, with him and, and, and idiosyncrasies along with the play call. And, so you think he's going to change his stripes in like week one? This. I don't think he's going to change his stripes. Wink Martindale is. I don't think he's going to change his stripes, but I think he's going to hope that the Cowboys are going to be what they've always been, at least the last three or four years, and that's pass happy. Uh, I think, like you pointed out here with, with, the, with the front of the, of, the, of, the, of the Giants, defensively. So what if I told you they're they weren't, gonna wanna, what if I told you they weren't uh -huh. pass happy against Wink Martindale last year? They didn't, throw, they didn't throw more than 30 passes in either matchup against Wink. What I, I mean, he, I, I, what I guess I mean is that I think that they're hoping that they're going to have these stale pass concepts to where, hey, look, we're going to show them a blitz, and we know what they're going to do if we show them this or if we get people, you know, out of position. What they should do is 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 what you pointed out is they should run the football. They should run the football. That's the way you take care of that that interior pressure. That's the way you take care of not having Tyler Smith there. Um, it's it, it potentially not having Tyler Smith there. You do you go after them on the, at the front, and you take that that pass or stuff away from them. I wouldn't be surprised if Wink, even though he's not going to change his stripes, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he does uh, call a more conservative defensive game. He's not. <laughs> he's going to be He's going to be him. Say again. Uh, you crazy out your no. mind, fam? Wink Martindale no, in no, the word conservative. I could tell you. I, I mean, let me, let me just tell you something right now. He wants to keep everything in front of him. Let me just no, tell you something right now. Ain't a no, ain't okay. a chance in hell. Wink Martindale, <laughs> bro, bro. Okay. We got two okay. games of Wink Martindale, bro, against a way lesser quarterback where he he ain't let up either. He 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 blitzed the hell out of out of uh, Cooper Rush too. Came back and said, I don't give a damn. He's supposed to blitz Cooper Rush. Came back and said, I don't give a damn about you having no goddamn Dak Prescott. I'm going to blitz the hell out of him, too. <laughs> now, I'm not saying well, that, okay. I'm not saying that they gonna, he going to blitz every game. 
But Wink Martindale, uh, he 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 has a this is in his DNA. If you think he's finna come out mm-hmm. here and just go all Tampa two on you, it ain't happening, brother. He's going to blitz. He's going to disguise his blitz and he's going to zone blitz. That's just what he's mm-hmm. going to do against the Cowboys, bro. So I gotta push back on you and disagree completely there. Give give it to me, give it to me. I'm I'm cool with that because that's getting to my point. This is going to be neck up. And this is the thing that I don't think, again, we should ever appreciate about that, man. Because, again, look, now we got options. As you said in your, in your video, man, there's a, you've got to have a reason why people are doing anything in your offense if you're going to really have a chance to offset whatever anybody's going to do to you defensively. You've got to have purposes with route running. You've got to have – and they're going to have this with the offense now, basically. They're going to have somebody that's going to challenge deep. They're going to have somebody that's going to attack the middle of the field. That's usually sure. going to be the hot route. They're going to have somebody that all their sales that here, pull the escape, pull the escape cord, pull the emergency cord. So now, again, it's on Dak to make a good decision. And I trust Dak's decision-making. Trust me, I do. I, hey, I do. I'm was, one of those people. He was 31. Uh, ahead, he was 21 to 30 in that game. Uh, I think it was 21 to 30. Uh, 70% completion, like I said, with the two interceptions, by the way. Two touchdowns and 72 right. QBR against Wink last year. With it, in my opinion, there was not great protection and it was not great concept. So just imagine if he gets just adequate protection in that you know on Sunday, and he gets better concepts and he has better players. I just don't think there is an answer that whether it be conservatism, whether it be aggressiveness. If if you're going to try to to beat this unit, in my opinion, Dak Prescott with who Wink is, I think you have to do with what got you here. Right? What's that saying? Dance with the dance with the lady that you brought to the yeah. prom. I, I don't. Right. I think it'd behoove Wink to get to Week One, and you know he's become the defense corner. He's become by doing it his way, and then all of a sudden switching it up, knowing good and god dang on well that Dak destroys. He can destroy his own coverage too. Where Dak struggled earlier a few years ago, it was more about pre-snap stuff and what you were doing on the back end, which is safeties, you know. But a lot of what Wink likes to uh-huh. do is he'll he'll show you. A zone, or so he'll show you a blitz, heavy blitz early at the line of scrimmage, right. and he'll drop a lot back to clog the middle of the of the field. But I don't think he has mm-hmm. good enough players on the back end to really affect what we have on the outside. So I think he's going to just mm-hmm. he's going to dance with the lady he brought to the prom and hope that you know Kayvon Thibodeau, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, Aziz Ojolari, uh the kid they got mm-hmm. Isaiah Simmons, like these guys can can provide enough pressure and he can confuse. Um, Dak on the back end enough, so. Yeah, I, I don't. I okay. He, I don't doubt that that that's Wink. Wink's gonna do that. He's gonna test you because he got to be himself. I mm-hmm. think if they do that, it's gonna be over with pretty quickly. And if they do that again, they, if they, I don't think it's underestimating Dak. I actually think it's respect for Dak if he's gonna be that aggressive because he knows he has to come and get the quarterback, and get him on the ground. Particularly Dak, I think if he if he's committed to doing that. But, again, we got an off-speed pitch now as far as concept and as far as offense and uh, game plans are concerned. we got an off-speed pitch. Now, that might have worked before because, you know, we whatever we had on going with our – It didn't. Our past concepts. <laughs> uh, that's the thing. No, it did. Again, that's and that's thing. that. And that's think about that. that. Yeah. Think about yeah, it. Yeah, it he did. tried he, everything. He, did he, he, did he everything. tried everything exactly. he could in that game, and exactly. he even got turnovers exactly. from it. He even got turnovers from yeah. it, and the Cowboys uh-huh. still uh-huh. racked up. 400 yards offense and put up 28 points and could have easily been 30. So, look, Uh I don't think there is an answer here. I I just think he has to hope that his things hit and he gets home 
because this team is oh, okay. is much better. You got Brandon Cooks out there, you got mm-hmm. CD Lamb out there, and you got mm-hmm. way different concepts. You're not going to see middle of the field yeah. empty half of this damn yeah. game. So, you know, good yeah. luck. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Good luck, man. Good luck. Again, the whole thing with me, man, as a as a, this going to be a, a, a snapshot of the whole season for me. From uh, that now, it's not about the script with Dak. It's about the plot. Uh, uh, for me, it's kind of like. Uh, you know, Robert Downey Jr., I love him. He's, he's, he's wild. He's a wild actor. His second part of his, his career has is, is been wild. He's a guy that most people, they, when, they, when they cast him, they don't give him lines to say, you know? They give him something to do. He, he, he actually writes his own scripts in a lot of ways. And with Dak, I think that's what needs to happen with Dak. Dak needs to not be given a script, he just needs to be given a plot. And I think that's what Mike McCarthy is going to do, making sure everybody, everything around that is sewn up. Everybody knows what their job is. Everybody knows what they have to do. And let that paint the picture, as your, as your Michelangelo call said. Let that paint the picture. Because trust me, most defensive coordinators in this league, if they've seen Dak two or three times, they know how good he is. And they know the best thing to do is if he's got the ball in his hands is to come and get him. All right? So if, if they really committed to, hey, we got to get Dak on the ground, they're going to get the head beat in. So well, Dak mean, is going to, he's going to have options. He's going to, if you, if you, if you come nice. at him, he's got his hot route. If you try to play it straight up, he can hit you deep. All that fails, he can pull the emergency cord. So, hey, I just can't wait to see it. Because this is going to be chapter one of, of a 17-page story right now. So we'll see what happens, man. 20-page 20, 20 story. 20-page. Come on, dog. What are you talking about? <laughs> How about the Cowboys? Twenty pages. That's right. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Twenty uh, pages. Right. <laughs> I got you, bro. Go ahead, man. Love the film. Love the film. Thank you, sir. Salute, Marcus. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. He brought up about him painting the picture. If you if you listen to Mike McCarthy and, and the players, that's what's going to happen. And it's funny because he called the plays. But you saw him get to the line of scrimmage a lot in this game. I didn't show it in the film. But he got to the line of scrimmage, and he's audible and, and whatnot and changing the plays up front from a pass into a run or a run to a pass. He, I truly do believe, he, again, he, he was nails against Wink. And I wanted to use this game because Cooper Rush game doesn't matter. Cooper Rush was the quarterback. So you you want to see how he's going to play against Dak. And I don't foresee that changing. I think you'll, you'll get to the line of scrimmage, and as you heard Lamb say and as you heard McCarthy say, uh, he'll get up there and he'll have autonomy to get into better things. I do think there is a difference in, in getting to the line of scrimmage, having two plays, and that's what you're getting into, as opposed to, okay, I'm not going to change what's happening over here, but because I'm getting this one-on-one over here, I can easily call whatever I need to do, do whatever hand gesture I need to do, and I know I have this on the back end because this marries what I want to do with this audible. So these audibles are necessarily baked into the play. It's not an entirely different play. And that's just kind of a weird way of saying what Lamb has been saying, what Dak has been saying, what, what all these players have been saying. It's easier on these wide receivers when they get to the line of scrimmage, easier on the quarterback when they get to the line of scrimmage. There's really no more thinking. And he'll just tell you what we're going to do, and you're going to run and do it. There's no post-snap, I'm figuring out what the hell is going on. If post-snap, it's not, it's not there, I don't need to wait for you to see it ain't. <laughs> I'm coming right off you and I'm going to my, my next spot because I know if it's not there, that means that linebacker pulled in to this slant or this out or whatever, and I got a backside dig wide open. So 
it, it's a lot of it's a lot of cat and mouse, and that's what the NFL is with these top quarterbacks and these and these defensive coordinators. Four six nine, what it is, what it do? All right, can you hear me? Loud and clear. All right, great. Hey, I've been watching your show, watch your show for like forever, so really appreciate to get on. Now, I may just be going crazy out of my mind, but I've been following this story about Los Angeles Rams, right? They have a crazy season coming up. A lot of young guys, Rams, old dudes that the Rams, yeah, okay, that don't the, the narrative for where they're going forward. They're likely to break up with the older teams. Now, we all know this is the year, right? That Jerry's willing to do anything, even drafted a D1 like an actual nose tackle. That was crazy, right? I think there's a world where the Cowboys try to go get Aaron Donald. Think F their entire plan for, you know, keeping power for, and money and cash for everybody else and saying this is our year. We can even keep Aaron the second year, and we can go back to back with it. Because imagine Aaron at, at your three. There, you can move Micah to linebacker, and it would get scary. And there's like nothing anybody could do. So I just wanted to ask you your thoughts. What would, in what situation would you, if you were Jerry, actually pull the plug? You talking about this year? Yeah. I mean, I'm be honest with you. I I would have to do research. I don't I don't know what that would entail. Um, but look, on the surface, I would love to have Aaron Donald. On the surface, right? But then there's the real stuff. There's the context stuff. Am I am I giving up the whole future, you know, for Aaron Donald? Like, what, what are we talking about? Who else? Yeah, the I, Rams what? are saying insiders uh-huh. are saying that it would be a first round pick. His contract right now would Probably be ridiculous. Thirty. Is is, yeah. is Aaron Donald going to cost me Mike a part? Like, yeah, you know I'm saying like these are the type of conversations I gotta have. If, the, the, if it's not going to cost me the, the, an arm and a leg, if it's not going to cost me Michael Parsons, if it's not going to cost me CD Lamb. Come on, yeah, sign me up. But is this real? Like they're like they real life are trying to get rid of Aaron Donald. They they will likely do it if he's willing, right? They they their insiders are showing the Los Angeles Rams at least insiders are saying that if he's willing by the October thirty first deadline, there's a real chance that he he would be moved to go to a contender. So it's us versus the Chiefs, the Jets, you know, everybody else. But for us, no matter what who it is, it'll be a first. And maybe small player, but the question we would have to answer is taking on his $33 million contract for next year. Then there's an out after 24, but Aaron may want something else, like another additional two, three years after. But nonetheless, it's eating up $33 million in cap space off one player that's not a quarterback next year. The only, again, it's a lot of numbers to yeah. mingle even yeah. for a first-round pick. But we gave up a first-round for Amari. Basically, had a oh, if it's just years, if it's right? just one first round pick, I mean that's that that's I'll I'll take that. But but what will it cost me? Will it cost me a player? You know what I'm saying? Will it cost me a guy like Michael Parsons, if it, if it who were, I think is the next Aaron Donald? Who would who would who would be dangle because it would replace Cooper Cup because Cooper Cup is going to be on his way out from there? Is we would give up Michael Gallup. Now, I'm give a damn about I'm just kid. saying <laughs> that. I would do it if it was me, knowing I got Tobert in the background. I'm, yeah, I don't mean I care about my my. I'm talking about what it cost me, my, uh, Michael Parsons. Oh, it's for sure not going to cost Michael Parsons. There's there's no wor- situation worldwide that they would actually do that. 
Like nobody's gonna ask for Michael Parsons. But I'm, I I'm not talking about okay, I have to get following what I'm saying. I'm not talking about in a tree. I'm talking about if you're if you're absorbing what looks like and I don't think it'll be the full thirty three million if you're getting him in the middle of the season, unless you're talking about right now. Yeah. So you're you're probably only taking on maybe half of that. And then next year you're you're likely taking on uh about thirty four million dollars on a cap unless you extend them. Will that cost me Micah and C D? Is what I'm getting at. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know the answer to that, Sway. Uh, if you just told me, hey, turn off the cap space, turn off the this and that, you'll be good to go, Sky. You're going to keep Mike. You're going to keep CD. You only got to give up one first-round pick, and you move on from Michael Gallup? Who the hell says no? <laughs> Who says no? I don't know. Just, just Skywalker, just keep that in the back of your mind every week once you see the Rams start losing games. I'm, 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 let me just tell you right now. I'm, I'm going to just be straight up real with you, brother. I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. I'm not <laughs> keeping it in the back care. of my mind. I'm not keeping it in the front, to the side, the left, the right. I do not care about what's happening over there in L.A. I don't care if it's, if it's, if it's Aaron Donald. I'm entertaining the conversation for you, brother. I am. But I, I don't think we need him. Thus, I'm not about to sit here and, 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 and really care have it weighing on my head. The Cowboys got a good enough team to win the Super Bowl, bro. That's fair. But if, 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 they, they but if you tell me we can get all. Aaron Donald for nothing, I mean, who who's saying no? If we're, if we're going to play in the fantasy land, right? Like, if I can get AD for, for essentially nothing, that's what you're basically saying. One first-round pick, and, and that's it? I, I feel like teams would be lined to hell up to bring in Aaron Donald. Some people can't eat that contract, and they still do. But anyways, I, I ain't going to take up I'd the phone line. Uh, yeah. I, I appreciate the, the show and definitely catch it, especially love the, the video sections and all of the technical aspects. But, yeah. hey, I'll call in around mid-October reminding you, hey, I said this two months ago. We're about this time. We'll see what happens. Reminding me what? Reminding me that we got him or reminding me that he out there? He, he's going to be out there for that price. Okay. Gotcha. All right, man. You got every good day. Yep, salute. I don't think trading Aaron Donald is far fetched because they've done it. Jalen Ramsey, you know, Jared Goff, like they actually trade. I don't see that being far fetched. Uh, the Cowboys actually doing it. Yeah, that'll be. Uh, that's tough for me to fathom. You know, like I said, I'll entertain a conversation respectfully. Uh, I, I, but but personally, I, I do not care about that because. I don't think it's realistic. I just don't think the Cowboys are, are, are going to do these things. Now, you ask me, Skywalker Still, remove your Cowboys hat, put your Madden hat on. I can go get Aaron Donald and not sacrifice Micah Parsons' contract, not sacrifice CeeDee Lamb's contract, not sacrifice Dak Prescott's contract, and I'm only giving up a first-round pick. I mean, who's saying no? No, I'm saying no. Interesting. I, I I mean that one came out of left field. Didn't expect to hear that. One. I thought I would hear the Chris Jones thing, and and, I, and, and you know somebody put something out there on, on, on the Twitter sphere that Chris Jones, the Cowboys, Chris Jones for uh, Osa Digizua and, and some pick or what have you. Like, look, man, look, I get it, but but you guys know I don't even entertain these kind of wild things but but it's not because i don't want to it's because we're we're talking about the cowboys 
We're talking about like like we just invested a first round pick in a defensive tackle. We have very high hopes for a guy like Osa Digizua. I highly doubt anybody in that room in the front office is thinking about an Aaron Donald trade for a first round pick and, and absorbing that cap because it's the Cowboys. All right? Like they're not they're looking at Osa as a up and coming guy. They they just drafted a first round pick. Bro, we're talking about trading a first and, and absorbing $60 million in cap over two years. When they ain't even take a defensive tackle for 30 some years. So my apologies if I find this hypothetical a bit far-fetched for the Cowboys. For the Rams, no, no, no. If the Rams are saying, hey, look, man, it's over, it's a wrap, we're just gonna ship everybody out. They Jalen Ramsey, like I said, Jared Goff, Akeeb Talib. I mean, we had the whole list a couple years ago. They're they're accustomed to doing this. Sure. <laughs> Captain, chill, 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 chill. Uh, do I got somebody else on the line? I do. Come on, man. It's your man, hundred grand. What's good? What's good, my guy? Yeah, yeah. You, you, not us, dog. Not with Catboy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look, bro. Not with that kind. Nah, nah. I don't we foresee it happening with. We got to pay. Yeah. We gonna get him and then yeah. absorb that contract. Come on, nah. It's not happening. Now, if the Rams say they gonna pay most of the contract, and we can, but then again, how much of it? it it's just, it's just not feasible. It's not feasible. Not feasible. Not I, look, I get it because because it, it gets exciting when you think about adding these type of players on your team. But man, we're, we're we're talking Dallas now. So so if you can get a Brandon Cooks Gilmore situation where you're getting a, one of these, you know, maybe second tier players for a fifth and sixth round pick, that's a different discussion. But um, I, I just don't see him trading trading for Aaron Donald. But that's not what he does. No, nah, I don't. I don't see a trade for Aaron Donald at all. Even if they wanted a fifth or six. You gotta absorb that contract. That contract is too big, man. Too big. Yeah, he'd That's have to. He'd, he'd have to hit him with That's the. That's gonna mess up too many situations, man. It, uh, I don't see it. He'd have to. He'd I have to do it. one or two things. Sell him. Hey, you gotta take on a lot of this money, and then B, we're gonna extend you. And he's thirty-two, so you, you he probably got some good years unless he wants to retire. Because you'd have to extend him to knock that cap hit down. So if you're going to do it, this has to be something where you're looking to keep him for the next three to four years, right? So you can can spread out the Mm -hmm. cap hit, and you just got to say, hey, I'm going to chalk up this first-round pick Um, if it's just one, which, boy, I just find that hard to believe. What did they just trade Ramsey for? I'm out of curiosity. Let me just just see this real quick. A fourth. Fourth-round pick? They yeah. they okay, so they traded Ramsey for a fourth round pick. And Ramsey right now is kind of falling off falling off a little bit from from a cornerback standpoint. Aaron Donald's still Aaron Donald, one of the all time greats. I find it hard to believe you're only gonna get a first for him. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't think they would be looking for a first, but maybe a third. Second or third, I, but I don't know if they get the, that because of the contract. And we already traded out fourth. You th- and we don't have a fourth or fifth, so they're not going to oh, say, that's "Okay, a, that's a good point too." Donald for a six. They're not uh, going to do that. That's a good point too. They're you, not going to do that. You, if you trade one of your other, you you will have two picks in the whole draft. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, man. Cowboys anyway, ain't doing that. I, I ain't mean for that to Cowboys. take over the show. Interesting, interesting discussion though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, as far as the Cowboys, man. 
and the Giants. Listen, listen. It's just, it's just the matchup. It's like boxing. It's like boxing. Matchups make fights. This matchup just fit Dak Prescott. If you blitz him, he's going to tear you apart. If you say, okay, all right, we're not going to blitz, it's over for you because we got – we got we got the wide receivers that if you don't blitz and you give Dak some time, mm-hmm. come on man, what you gonna do with C D and Cook? What you gonna do with C D Cook, uh Lamb? What you gonna T. do with T P Ferguson? Like it, the 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 whole unit is totally different from week one last year. It's totally different. It's totally different. And and they they're relying on their guys to get home. That's what they're relying on. They're relying on their guys to get home. And with our offensive line that's just not going to happen all the time. It's not. It's not going to happen all the time. And Dak, Dak, Dak is confident with running now. So I don't see them getting home. So I, I just see them getting cooked, man. I see us putting up 30 points, over 30. Yeah. Over 30. It, well, we we should have had 30 last year on the ass. But, but I, I, which it's, it's, uh, I think Wink, I think they know this. It's going to be difficult dealing with him. So I think the best way to try to deal with him is to get home, like you said, because they did pressure him a lot, and he still, again, was was just nails against him, in my opinion. But what if he's not? That's, I think, their thought process. What if the pre- we get a sack fumble, right? We, we get maybe a pick six instead of just an interception, and we got to drive the length of the field with our suspect offense type of situation. So I, I just think – I call those spooky touchdowns. I call those yeah. spooky. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, a team is going to get that. I mean – Look at TCU. They 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 got one of those fluke touchdowns when my man ran the kickback. That wasn't their offense. That no. that that was a special teams mm. touchdown. Their offense didn't produce that point. You feel what I'm saying? So I feel like that's the only way they got a shot is if a special teams run a kickback or if you know an interception happens or a fumble. But I call those things flukes, man. I just don't. I don't see – I'm not saying that it's not going to happen, but I don't think that that's enough that's going to put the Giants over the top and beating us. Yeah, they'll have to muddy this game up. It'll have to be ugly. You know, They can't allow us to run that's the way we run. Do. Yeah. And they got two – to my knowledge, they got two rookie corners. I, I didn't even talk. And I didn't even talk. I didn't even talk about the secondary <laughs> because the, the secondary is just is, – is, is, it's not it for me, man. It's not it for me. They got two rookie corners, Scott. Two rookie corners against <laughs> Cooks and Lamb. Scott, barbecue chicken. <laughs> Bar- barbecue I see the game chicken. plan already. Barbecue chicken. And if you – where you going you, – they're going to have to play too high whole game. They ain't got no choice. Yeah, they're going to have to play happening. too high all game. And as soon as they play too high, we got – don't forget, so, we got Gallup. Yeah, so they're going to be rolling out some some young, young secondaries. And, and I said this yesterday on Vacha's show, uh, McKinney, McKinney can make a play, right? If, if, you, if you're not careful, he can make a play on the ball. Uh, they had a cat last year who was pretty decent in coverage too. But, I mean, they lost love. Uh, they're rolling out Banks. Hawkins, you know, we know about Adore Jackson, but Adore Jackson, he got worked in both games, you know, both with Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush. They did get Okarike, I believe his name is, uh, the linebacker. So I, they might have got better there, but I just don't think on the back end they have enough. And which is why you, which is why Wink, granted, 
Wink crazy as hell. Wink don't give a damn who back there anyway. But which he is why you see, yeah, Wink is going to do what he does. But when it was extremely successful in Baltimore is when you had like Marcus Peters and Humphreys, right? These guys are anchoring right. corners right. And, and creating a ton of right. turnovers and sacks and pressures because you can't get the ball off. So it's it's going to be a double-edged sword with him. Yes, we get home, great. If we do not, boy, we got that it's on the back be end. Barbecue. It's going to be barbecue chicken, and, and we can run the ball. They're going to play a lot of too high, so which means we can run the ball, we can pass the ball. It's just nothing they can do. It's nothing they can do. And as far as Daniel Jones is concerned, <laughs> I don't care nothing about that line. We got our, our defensive line. Matter of fact, our defense as a whole is just too much. I, I just feel like that's too, that's too much. And we go Monday morning, the fall of Daniel Jones will be talked about. I, I, I just feel like that. that, that it's like, man, the Giants just got destroyed. I, I'm telling you right now. That, it won't shock me come Monday. if Daniel Jones runs a whole lot in this game, um, in the sense of oh, he's going, he's got no, he's going to run, he's going to run because come on, you got the Marcus Lawrence, you got, you got, you got Michael Parsons going to be chasing them all game. I mean, he he's going to be running for his life. Yeah, yeah. and we not Saquon not going to have a big game. He's not. We plugged up that middle. So what's Saquon going to do? 100%. I, I just don't think I see them scoring. I give them 14 points. I'ma be I'ma be generous and give the Giants 14. If they score more than 14 points, I'll be shocked. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, look, they averaged 18 last year, but yeah, it, they'll get their little bitty points, but but it's gonna be about stopping the Cowboys offense. And if the Cowboys offense can get up early, that's gonna put your boy Daniel Jones in a bind, bruh. Gonna put him in the bind. And 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 don't forget we got Mike that's gonna control that clock. We're mm-hmm. not gonna get up and just you know what I mean. So we ain't gonna we get, get down to the thirty yard line and run some razzle dazzle play that takes us up nope. by field goal position or puts us in in, in a predicament. So yeah, yeah. Mike I think nope, I think nope. Mike is gonna, gonna be fired run the up. Ball for this game. Control the clock. I don't feel like the we gonna beat the Giants in two ways. We gonna we gonna tell shoot them out. Him, and we go and control the clock so so that offense don't even get on the field. That's 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 what the Giants gonna talk about. Oh, we didn't even get on the field. Our offense ain't even get a lot of shots. That's how you beat them. I think that's gonna be the formula on how we gonna beat the Giants on Sunday. We we gonna get up and we gonna we we gonna hide. We gonna get up and hide. We gonna get up and hide. <laughs> up You're and not hide. gonna be able to catch up. Number one, because our defense is oh, gonna damn, be we got too numbers. good. Okay. And number two. It's because we're going to play that ball control. That's going to keep our defense fresh. Yeah, man. Hey, appreciate the call, 100 grand. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm no going to go ahead and wrap up, good brother. All right, bro. Salute. Running high sounds a little scary, though, but I get what you're saying. They're kind of that keep away Garrett ball. I, I hate that. I like, I, I rather liken it to closing out the game. You know what I mean? I close this thing out. The one thing that I did like in early uh, Coach Cupcake, Wade Phillips, closed out pretty good. Closed out pretty good, Marion the Barbarian, Julio Jones. 
or Julius Jones, I'm sorry, Julius Jones. Makes a little TC in there, a little, little Felix Jones. But we closed out pretty damn good. Um, even early in the, in the, in the Dak Prescott era, we, we closed out pretty damn good. And then we didn't start closing out good at all. Um, so if we get up, I, and this is what I don't want to happen, all right? We, we, we get up and all of a sudden, oh, we're going to run the ball 17 straight. That's not, that's not, I don't think, what he means. It's situationally. Okay, we're in third and two or second and two. We don't need to do anything crazy. Let's go ahead and keep these chains moving. Maybe on first and 10, you do dump it off or you get some easy reads. But there was too many times last year where you got in situations where you're, again, we talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars game. We talk about the Houston Texans game. You're in these these spots on the field that just make no sense. You know, we talk about the, I don't want to use the Packers because the, we were up 14, then the defense kind of fell on its ass there. But nonetheless, the Jaguars game is a perfect example. Third and 10, make them use the last time out. Close out this game. You you win. I think the Cowboys win if they call that timeout. Instead, we not only do we run a stupid play, we run a stupid play to Noah Brown because, again, when you put C.D. Lamb in the slot and you just run him up the scene, all I got to do is triple team him because it's third and long. And good luck, though, to Noah Brown. But neither here nor there. We broke down the film. Um, showed you some of those plays I don't really expect to see on Sunday. If so, we're going to break it down on Tuesday and tape Tuesday and talk about it. Now, it ain't going to be clean. Let me just tell you that right now. It will not be clean. It, it wasn't clean last year. Every game's not going to be clean. There's going to be parts of this game where we're going to be scratching our head at the offense. We're going to say, what was that look? What was that call? Uh, what was that throw? Whatever, because that is the National Football League. So I'm just preparing you for that. Because they don't. nobody's going to tell you that with this team. This team has to be perfect. This quarterback has to be perfect. This coach has to be perfect. Game in, game out, down in, down out, throw in, throw out, play call in, play call out. That is what these people who hate this team, hate this quarterback, hate this coach, that's the expectation they put on them. In reality, it may look like 21 for 30, 70%. You get two touchdowns, right? That's a damn that's a great game. That's a great game. But the internet, the detractors, we're going to live and die on every play, every uh, throw, and, and we're going to judge the whole season based off of that. I just know that's what's going to happen. But that's why we got film. That's why we bring context here, and that's what we're going to do come Tuesday once we get on here. All good. All good, Kev. What's up with you? Of course we're let we gotta let it go, but we're talking about the matchup, brother. You must have missed the you must have missed the breakdown. If you missed our film breakdown, for those who are just rolling up in here, uh, you missed a fantastic film session talking about the Giants defense against the Cowboys offense, Wink Martindale versus Dallas. We have film of Wink Martindale playing against the Cowboys, but it was Kellen Moore at, at, at coordinator, which is why we're talking about that, Mr. William Burney. With that said, I think we do have a super chat I did not get to. So let me go ahead and bring that up right here. And that is our guy, A-A-Ron. He dropped five earlier. We were talking about, I think, the Dak contract. Super chat. And he said, Patrick Nosey Walker wrote a piece today on Dak being extended. He says he doesn't usually do that without info. Is this happening today? I'd be shocked. But one thing I was thinking about when I was rolling through my prep for today's show and it's kind of hit or miss with jerry jones but 
sometimes, man, if, if he's talking about a specific contract a lot, usually that, that can get done sooner rather than later. And I was thinking about that. Like, maybe something is coming down the pike when I don't know. Uh, ideally, I'm pretty sure they would like to get that thing done prior to the season. That way they can know what's going on after the season contractually for guys like CeeDee Lamb, Michael Parsons, etc. Uh, Tyler Biotish could be another one too. Tyler Bigadish, my bad. Tyler Bigadish. But might, might be something to that A.A. Ron. Might be something to it. Could also just be him trying to get out in front of the media and saying, hey, it ain't us. Doors open. Does take two to tango. It does take two to tango. Uh, yes, Malcolm, if, if you were late to the party, we did talk about the Giants key players, Dexter Lawrence. We talked about Tyler Big Edition, Dexter Lawrence. We put up some Dex film, who was an absolute monster last year. Guy had 43 pressures from the zero or one tech, which is more than triple. I mean, just it's just nuts. 43 pressures from zero or one compared to the second place, which was 13. So, yeah, we broke it all down, man. If you missed today's banger of a show, hashtag run that thing back. So, later today, final show, Vash Lombardi live. Um, we're going to be discussing, I believe, the Giants offense against the Cowboys defense. We flipped it. And then Mo will be back on for primetime. And tomorrow we'll have our sessions, our normal session, with our guy, Patrick Nosey Walker. Now, I saved this for last, and I meant to kind of tease this at the beginning of the show, but... We do have a little bit of program breaking news. After a year off, after a year hiatus, we are bringing back the film master himself, the Roundtable Hall of Famer, one of the goats of this thing, Okoye Wednesday. A lot of new people here. We weren't this heavy my first year at A to Z Sports Dallas. We weren't we weren't this heavy. But me and Koye started something in year one, randomly about the middle of the, uh, of the season, where I brought him on. We talk, we break down film, we break down opposing team, and we made it a thing every Wednesday or Thursday, depending on the schedule. Well, it has been confirmed last night. Me and Koye were going back and forth. Um, he's fired up for it. I'm fired up for it. If you missed the Koye Wednesday slash Thursdays, just type in a Koye on the channel. You'll find it, man. We go in, we break down every much like this. Honestly, it's kind of, kind of just like this, but we'll have a Koye's eyes, his mind, his articulation of what he's seeing. Plus just general Cowboys versus opponent talk as well. Um, it's going to be fire. So the end of these weeks, and I got another one that I'm, I'm waiting to drop and maybe I'll, I'll drop it soon but wednesday thursday friday when it comes to the guests are going to be absolute bangers wednesdays we'll have a koye thursdays patrick nosey walker and i got something lined up for fridays we're just we're we're, we're kind of dotting the t or dotting the i's crossing the t's right and, and we'll figure that out but boy year three year three a to z in the morning skywalker show in the morning is going up it's going up. And if you don't know who Okoye is, you'll get to know who Okoye is real fast. Real fast. Just type in Okoye Media on YouTube and you'll learn you something. You will learn you something. 
All right, so that was kind of the surprise news. Forgot to tease it at the beginning of the show, but there you have it. The Koye Wednesdays will be back. We'll have a better name for it. But at the time, we were just like, hey, Koye coming through on Wednesday. We call him a Koye Wednesdays, and we had a, a fantastic time, man. You learn a lot of stuff when you listen to him. With that said. Push the goddamn button. Push the goddamn button. Push the button. All this dope for free, Iceberg Q. My East Coast brethren. You, you might hear a whole lot of Jones be flying around. I try not to. I try not to say it when I'm doing my show. Jesse be laughing at me when I when it slip up. That's what happens, man. Shouts out to my guys. Shouts out to y'all. Love y'all. See y'all tomorrow. Be out of here. Peace. <laughs>